0: scruffy looking nerf herders welcome to records of the republic a podcast where we talk about all things star wars from canon to the eu to legends content and more we are your hosts wade and kevin and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you strap yourself in and don't get cocky as we embark on this journey together into the star wars universe Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. My name is Wade, and joined with me as always is my good friend, Kevin. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing okay. Tough week.
1: But I'm happy to be here.
0: Like I said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, always. Sometimes it stretches a little further than we expected, but there is. It's true. Get through It, it. Tomorrow is going to be a better day than today was.
1: The best thing to remedy a tough day,
0: week, year. Is Star Wars? Star with your, Wars. With your friend? You got that, it. Uh, that's, you got it. <laughs> dude, that's exactly. <laughs> that. During the phone call earlier, that's exactly what I was going to get at eventually. But we started off that like me. rambling on. Well, we started rambling on tangents and you know, <laughs> talking politics and all that fun jazz that we really try to avoid talking about because politics suck. (laughs) Politicians are garbage. Yes. We do agree on That's the most politics we talk most of the time. (laughs) We come down to the consensus of politicians suck. (laughs) Agreed. There are like three good ones out there and none of them are anywhere near us. Right. So,
1: I am quite excited for this. I did a little bit more Um, not research, but I dug into A New Hope more than I maybe
0: did with the other movies and had some fun with it. Oh, see, I took a completely different approach. I ended up getting so caught up in the movie that I actually forgot to score it, like while I was watching the movie. So I had to like, I had to sit there and think about it afterwards and score it, which is a good indicator. It has to have an asterisk though. That's a good sign of a good movie. I mean, I just got caught up. There yeah. was really, throughout the movie, there was only one thing that really bugged me. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Sure. But for the most part, very happy with it. Me too. Um, But first, let's start out with a new, I won't call it a segment, but it's kind of a segment. We're going to do a question uh, per episode. And this was posed On Twitter, just out in the open by a random Star Wars account. And the question was, uh, is Darth Sidious the most evil villain in sci-fi slash fantasy history? So not just science fiction history, but we can include uh, fantasy, which includes things like Hunger Games, uh, Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Narnia, um, Harry Potter, you know, some of those other... uh, fandoms out there and you I mean you could probably put um you know superheroes like Marvel and DC you can probably include in fantasy as well so what do you think do you think Darth Sidious is the baddest baddie of all of sci-fi and fantasy history I do you do um
1: defend your statement but so admittedly I don't really pay attention to too much else Okay. I'm familiar with, with a lot of other characters. But I would also I would also say that it's hard to beat Sidious because I don't know who else has as much content out. Like there's books, comics, all the movies, the shows. There's sure. so much Darth Sidious content. And in every single one of them, he is a conniving, purely evil, a- incredibly smart, ruthless person. Like he constructed Vader's suit to cause him pain, yeah. sustain him, but cause him pain. Yeah. He tortured Maul. I don't yeah. know anything about what went down with Dooku, like how that training went. But every, everywhere you look, he is doing people dirty. <laughs> like well, the I want to guy... say there
0: was an episode of Clone Wars where Sidious did use Force lightning on Dooku. As punishment it's, at some it's point. It's
1: more than possible. I, to, I
0: thought there was. I could be wrong. It's hard to imagine that Dooku would put up with too, too much, though. No, I I think he understands his place in the order of the I think Sith. he
1: does, too. I think he... I, I agree. I think he doesn't have a choice. I
0: don't know if you can treat
1: him the same way you treat Maul.
0: No, I don't think he did treat him the same way. I think if Sidious did use it, it was on very rare... You and far in between instances versus yeah. the way he treated Maul and used it. Yeah. <laughs> Semi regularly So
1: you never you never see Palpatine or Darth Sidious not doing something intentionally bad. He's always doing something. I'd agree. And the the nicest thing he ever did to anybody was call Darth Vader my friend. Like he was like he called him my friend. That's it. I don't
0: want
1: to be... Never did anything nice for anybody.
0: I don't want to be in that company.
1: He put it... I'll put it this way. The man conned his way into controlling a galaxy.
0: Yeah. That's
1: true. So, I admit that I don't have a ton of exposure to other fandoms and evil villains. Um,
0: I love Voldemort, but I don't think he holds a candle to to Sidious. No, I I don't think Voldemort um, enters the question or enters the, the conversation. Only, the only
1: way the only reason he does is the pure evil part of it.
0: Yeah, I but mean he's pure evil, but in terms of evil, power but...
1: and smarts Palpatine
0: I think Palpatine takes the cake. I think that's one I'm going to have to mull over over the next week or so and think about it a little bit you can't do that yeah i can you so can't. next oh, week listen for next to week talk about during the ne- podcast next week me give an answer and then you don't <laughs> well i think i think this is how we'll do it next week you can have a question for me that you want to stump me with or you know throw me for a loop pick my brain on the spot and that way we'll just switch off every other week
1: all right well just tell me where you're leaning and
0: I won't hold you to the answer. I mean, Sauron you was promise. pretty Sauron was pretty evil. Um no no question there. Uh the white witch wasn't nearly as bad. Um President Snow was pretty cynical. Yeah. In Hunger Games, he was definitely He was a good villain. Yeah, he was he was a he was the villain you liked to hate. Um trying to think. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that one a little bit more. Maybe maybe um maybe in Lord of the Rings, but I'm going I, I got to do a little digging. I got I got to do just a little bit more finger. digging. Yeah, I can't I'm think of anyone something... I like DC villains. I can't really think of anyone that would, you know, hold a candle to Sidious. Same with um, Marvel villains. I mean, they're your typical superhero comic y villains. Not that there yeah. isn't evil within them, but I just I don't see them stacking up. Who is your favorite villain? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. Um, Favorite villain. Um, I don't know if I can. Yeah, I gotta pick one, don't I?
1: Yeah, we're not. Wait, this isn't like you're not being graded on this,
0: right? Like nothing bad. I gotta have the. I gotta have the right answer. Absolutely, gotta have the right answer. Um, favorite villain is probably going to be. Ah, oh, that's tough. I really like Vader as a villain. Um, I think I think that's who I'm going to go with. I'm going to go okay, with Vader. I respect
1: that. Vader for now. Um, um, you would think that my that's my answer because I have a giant yeah. tattoo of Vader on my arm. But yes, I would I don't think look that's, look that's your answer. Vader, I don't look at Vader as a villain the same way I look at it, like Palpatine as a villain or anybody else, even though he is. I fully recognize that he is. But he's also Anakin, right? And that's part of the character that I love, maybe more than Vader. But I think my answer... I'm gonna go peak millennial here, and and I think I might say Joker. Heath Ledger's oh, Joker.
0: dude. Joker's good. Joker's yeah. really hard to, Joker's one of those that I don't truly hate. As a villain like Palpatine I hate. I, I love mean, Palpatine. I love him as a villain. I think he's a great villain, but I hate him. Joker's one of those that I I, I enjoy seeing him on screen. Which makes me yes. feel like a bad person.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> you know? laugh while he's you <laughs> laugh right. while he's doing something truly evil. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like uh
1: yeah, the Joker. Star Wars
0: connection too, of course. Joker's a good one. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, so is the question, I guess the question is posed outside of Star Wars
1: then. No, it could be Star Wars if you want. It doesn't matter. Villain's a villain no matter where you're looking. I
0: think, I think I'm going to stick with Vader for now just because I love how he's represented across different media platforms, especially once you start getting into the comics and the books like, he is truly terrifying and horrific um, you know, when he goes to hunt down the Jedi and stuff like that, like he is a a menace to the Jedi Order so
1: there's so much to
0: the character too I feel like he's a perfect villain for me to choose, since my favorite hero would be Obi Wan. I feel like yeah. I got the yin and the yang there, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. They have the best fights. Oh man, the Kenobi fight! I, I just, I will never, ever get over that. Like that, out of all of the lightsaber battles we will ever see on screen, I know there are going to be better ones at some point. But that is going to be my all-time favorite, which is probably I don't, I don't another think reason
1: better than Revenge of the Sith that
0: fight. Oh, see, I thought the Kenobi Vader fight in the Kenobi series was better. I didn't. Yeah, I, I think that last fight was just ah, oh, it was I think we're talking every one, two though. Yeah, I, I I can respect that. I can give that to you, and it's the same character, so I'm not gonna yeah. Not gonna argue too much with you on it, but yeah, the Kenobi the Kenobi show fight was just pinnacle la- lightsaber battle for me. That's it. Yeah.
1: No, I've talked about how much I love that fight, but how frustrated I get at how it would split off to Reva. Oh yeah, yeah, like in the middle of the fight. I don't like that. And you yeah. switch to. I mean, it's it not didn't... like Revenge of the Sith where it switches over to Yoda and. And Darth Sidious yeah. fight it. I
0: did like that aspect of Revenge of the Sith, but th- I, I just say that's part of filmmaking. I'm not really... It didn't bother me too much. I just would have liked to get a little bit more Kenobi Vader. It just wasn't compelling because we
1: we hadn't gotten attached
0: to Kid Luke, you know? I think, I think the biggest problem for me is not only that, but we know nothing happens to Luke, to Aunt Beru, to Uncle Owen because they're all perfectly fine in A New Hope. Yeah. So when there was no real fight. Right. Yeah. Like there wasn't really a a serious threat or anything going on um, with Reva being there. So I, yeah, I could have done without that aspect of it, but I think the Kenobi Vader fight just stole it for me and it didn't, you know, I don't care what else they put on there. They could have, you know, put, you know, a moisture farmer working on his machine, you know, and I would have been fine because I knew the next scene I was going to see was Kenobi Vader. So I, I was yeah. fine with whatever. It didn't bother me too much. But so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Darth city is for you. I'm going to think about it for a week. Um, I said Joker. No, no, no. no Darth, Darth the city original
1: question. Yeah.
0: The original question.
1: Yeah. Joker's Darth, your Darth favorite.
0: Yes. But yeah, I think Darth Vader will be it for now. I might, okay. I, I might think on that one a little bit too, because I really do like Saruman.
1: Okay. Which I don't know if you know who that is. I mean, I know the character, but you know, I'm not big on Lord of the Rings. Oh, that hurts. That Although hurts, I Kevin. do, I I will give the books a chance.
0: At some Dude, point, the movies were so good. The Hobbit movies were okay, but the the Lord of the Rings movies, especially the extended edition, like those I've were incredible. It. They're I've so good. They're so good. I tried them. I just it just didn't
1: do anything for me. But I think the books. I think the books might entertain me more. The books are great.
0: No, no question about it. And Cimmerillion, If you ever if you get into the books and really really enjoy them, then you'll have to read the Cimmerillion because it it goes into so much. Like J.R. Tolkien is just phenomenal. One of the best writers of all time, in my opinion. He's, so he's excellent. He is excellent. And speaking of writing and books and all that, Kevin, you just finished a book, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Did. Yeah, what I was, was
1: almost it? done with it last week when we, when we recorded. But um, it's just like I've been talking about, book two, book two of the Corellian Trilogy. It, it, it was called Assault at Salonia, um, which Salonis, Corellia... It's part of the Coral System, and it has a couple planets, and Salonia is one of them. Okay, loved it. Second book better than the first. Uh, I've taken a couple days off. I haven't started the third one yet, um, but I will. I will very soon. Maybe delaying it because I'll be sad when it's over. But a couple things that I particularly enjoyed about this one um, that were prevalent in the first one, but not as much. So science. Like it, mm-hmm. it's you. You can see the character here. Read the characters breaking down their decisions based on the science that they're aware of. Um, like light speed comes into play. They talk about how much faster it is and how long it will take because there's a. It's called an interdiction field. I don't know if that's seen elsewhere in anything. Sounds familiar. Basically. basically it it's a gravity field that makes it so you can't travel at light speed. So in this book, what they did was they put one around the Corellian system, so ah. you can't really easily get in or out. You can get in and out, but it's going to take you a long time, right? Um, months. So, I really like that stuff. You know, they they really break down the decision making, and you really see how smart Leia is, how smart Han is. It uh, really isn't just dumb luck that they, they, they get through things. It is it's right. luck, but there's also some, some smarts going on there, too. Another thing, might be my favorite. Um, you you see different alien cultures, and you, you always look at them in books and everything from the human perspective. It's usually a human telling the story or it's assumed you're a human reading, so it's going to tell it from a human perspective. But right. this book does a good job of explaining specifically Salonian culture. Okay. Um, and you'll, you'll, the main Salonian character that, that we are with in the book will just make comments. Like, you humans are so strange, and then we'll explain why in a very clear way that's kind of cool. Like I, in in like a movie, you probably would get you humans are so weird, and that's it. Um, but it it does a really cool breakdown of their culture, and tries to paint it as equal, which is interesting too. So it's just a different angle that you don't really get, um, right? And it was something that I was sort of hoping to get out of these books was just learning about Corellian lore, and you really do you get it with, um, the drawl from from the planet Drawl. It's a different planet in that system with a different set of beings. And it does okay. the same thing, just less because that planet wasn't the focal point. But it really is interesting and it's creative. Like it's, this is a really good author that does, like I talked about last week, does a really good job of setting the scene, uh, helping you feel the emotions of the scene, and just explains things really, really well and clear and does a lot of callbacks. That was one of the things I loved about Brotherhood um, was how it would create imagery for you based on things that assumed that you already know, like scenes from Attack of the Clones or whatever. That you're already
0: familiar with.
1: This does the same thing, but it calls back to things within the book. So you do have to have some reading comprehension and be able to remember (laughs) certain things, which is helpful for me because I am not just going to be able to recall information, but if there's something to remind me of it, I'm there. It'll, it'll right. all come back. So really enjoying these books. I can't wait to to start and then finish book three.
0: So I meant to ask you, um, because we haven't actually done this, I think with any of the books you've been reading, I know. but if you had to, what would you give out of five stars, the first book and the second book?
1: I've been meaning to go into our Google doc and, update it with my stuff. Yeah, I I haven't haven't done done
0: anything on the Google Docs. I totally forgot (laughs) we even had Google Docs until
1: just now. (laughs) So for book one, I would probably give it a 3.9. I really enjoyed it, but it did have some moment. It took me a long time to finish it. Not because of lack of interest. I had other stuff going on, but if it was that good, I would have found a way. You know what I mean? Book two was different um i finished that in about a week and a half two weeks um, loved every second of it i would give that book probably a 4.4 ooh uh, really, cool. really really liked it there were a, couple, a handful of moments where i was like all right let's get on with it i mean like i said the author's really descriptive and sometimes that can result in maybe a paragraph or two that are a bit too long you're like i get the point let's let's go um right so maybe that's the only detractor but yeah 4.4 4, I if I were to rate the series as a whole so far I would give it a, a 4.6 which doesn't make sense because that makes that, <laughs> that makes it doesn't
0: absolutely no sense it Kevin. doesn't make
1: sense because it's higher than the overall ratings of the <laughs> books but I'm doing that because the overall story that's being told if you put the two books together is great
0: so if it were one long book You would give it a 4.6. I would say so, yeah. Okay. All right. Might be a little uh, bit shorter (laughs) (laughs) if it was one long book.
1: Might leave some stuff
0: out. Figured you might say like 4.2 since that would be like the average between the two scores. Well, you know what? There might be a level of excitement that might be inflating it too because I'm really excited to see what's going on. (laughs) You basically. We'll see. You've you've given a score to the trilogy without reading the full trilogy yet. It's just hard to imagine that it's going to
1: disappoint me with how good the first two have been and what it seems like is being sent. Well,
0: I, I hope it doesn't. I do hope you enjoyed the third book as much as you are looking forward to it. I think I will. Well, I finished a couple. I finished Gambit Stealth, the Clone Wars book where mm-hmm. Obi-Wan and Anakin go on like this secret mission to a separatist planet. I give it a, a 4 out of 5. Um it's okay. a good book. It's enjoyable. Feels like something straight out of Clone Wars. Um in fact, there there's like an episode or two in Clone Wars that has a very similar storyline, um but different planet, different characters, that sort of thing. So um not sure if either source took some liberty from you know, I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg in this scenario. Um, but, good book. Enjoyable. It's an easy read or listen, as I listen to books. Um, so, giving it a four out of five. Super enjoyable, stamp of approval, boom, done. Um, So, I was going to read Siege, the second book in the two-part series, but... um I figured I had a couple of books that I hadn't read yet that were in my Audible library. One of them was the abridged version of I, Jedi, which talks about uh, Khorin Horn, and this is all EU stuff that happens like after the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's one of the characters, if you remember from the Rogue Squadron, the X-Wing Rogue Squadron books that I had talked about he's he's like the main protagonist in it um so this book is like focused around him as a character who's starting to pursue his jedi training because his wife was kidnapped or she disappeared that sort of thing um the biggest problem I have, and the reason I'm not gonna give it a rating tonight is because the abridged version was so short and unlike other abridged, like some abridged versions have been very good in terms of how they move, you know, how they decide what they're going to cut out and what they don't. This one felt very choppy. It felt like I was probably missing things that I shouldn't be missing, which I think if you do a true, like, Cliff Notes abridged version of a book, and you hit all of the major points, not a problem. I get it. Alright. But, if you're going to do an abridged version, you've got to make sure you get all of the, the important, crucial information in there. And I don't feel like this abridged version did it. So I've got to go buy the book and actually read the whole book because I haven't been able to find an abridged, ver- or, uh, an, an unabridged version of the audiobook. And from what I listened to, I did enjoy it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so now I know I've got to go buy the actual book, hardcover, or paperback. So if any of you guys listening out there happen to have a copy and don't need it or would like to loan it, uh, Wade from Records of the Republic would be more than happy to accept it, regardless you of whether get it from it's a library. as a gift. I don't have time to go to a library right now. I, I, Kevin, I barely have time to do this. You can just have them order it and you just literally go in and pick it up. Listen, I'm, I'm saying... If someone would like to donate it or loan it, that's fine. I've got bigger fish to fry right now. So if it shows up on my doorstep at some point, I'm going to read it. But if it does not, I'm not going out of my way to grab it anytime soon. I've for just, those I've who got...
1: want it, Wade's address is...
0: <laughs> that's right. You can message me if you, if you happen to have an extra copy or don't mind loaning it. And, uh, you know, if you guys do want to do that, I'd be more than happy to pay for shipping both ways, so... Because I just I really want to read it um it was from like I said from what i what I did here it was it was a very good book, but I'm not gonna give it a full score until I actually read the whole thing because I think my scoring would actually be higher for it once I've actually worked through the whole thing uh um, sure. so but i will I will get a hold of it at some point uh but I'm working through other stuff right now. you had told me uh that one of the books you got from Casper was Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos <laughs> Rising, correct? I
1: don't know if it was Chaos Rising. Yeah,
0: it is Chaos Rising. Yeah. So that's the first book in the like prequel era trilogy. So I went on Amazon to see if they happened to have it because the Ascendancy trilogy is the only one that I have not worked through yet for Thrawn. Um, so they did have it on sale. It was like $10 for the audio book. So I went ahead and bought it and started listening to it. It um, has nothing to do so far with anything in mainstream Star Wars, except that Thrawn is present in the story. Okay, that's So it's, it's really kind of cool. Um, and it's talking essentially about his rise into – a position of command um, within the ascendancy so so far what, it is what time
1: period does it take place
0: I don't know the exact time period the What's last if I remembered correctly it was somewhere in the prequels I think could be wrong so don't quote me on it but I'm only like a chapter or two in but so far it's been very enjoyable
1: Hold on. I can, I can tell
0: you just a second. Okay. Uh, it takes place between attempt of the clones and revenge of the Sith. Boom. There we go. You got it. So I thought, like I said, I thought it was prequels, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. So, yep. um, but yeah, so far it has been very enjoyable, very informational. Um, Thrawn has had this uncanny sense of strategy and ability to see things in ways that other people can't from very, very early on in his life. Um, So it's kind of cool. Definitely, I would recommend it so far. Um, We'll see once I finish the book what kind of rating I give it. But I definitely wanted to try and at least get one or two of those in before the Ahsoka series comes out. Yeah, because yeah, I don't
1: think I'm going to be able to get any of them in before so no, maybe. I during. know
0: I'll, I know I'll be able to get at least this one cuz I listen to it at work, but I didn't know if you would be able to cuz you still have the third Corellian so. book, so. But that's okay. Um
1: I did start Rebels again. Did you? Yeah, it's it's the only I've only watched the series through one time. What? One time? I've seen Kevin. I've seen episodes all over the place, scattered. But as, in terms of a clean walkthrough, just once. And Zach is super into it. I he doesn't like Clone Wars as much as he does this. Like he will sit down and watch it and be sad when we're done.
0: I'm disappointed in you.
1: I know the stories, Wade. I mean, I there are details. Like
0: I can't believe you've only watched it once through. What do you want me to say?
1: You sorry. want to let me go from the podcast?
0: <laughs> we we might have to make some creative decisions after this episode. You're going to take away my Star Wars card. That's right. <laughs> uh, if they made those, I might request. You become uh, the very thing you swore to destroy, That's Wade. Right. <laughs> gatekeeper. Uh, I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper. I'm sorry. I'm just. I think I'm more <laughs> shocked than anything because I thought. Rebels is something that I try to rewatch at least once a year because I think it's truly that good.
1: So let's let's break it down though. I was very late to the Rebels game. Like when it was on, I was not watching it. When mm. we worked at the hotel together, I was not watching it. I didn't have the ability to, I didn't have Disney XD. Um I didn't either. I I began watching it through less than legal ways. Um <laughs> <laughs> but that grew to be unreliable as those things tend to do yep. so I had seen a bunch of the episodes uh, but not all of them and then um, I really didn't have the ability to watch it all the way through until Disney Plus happened so Disney Plus happened and then we started getting all this new content that took priority so I, I did watch it straight through but I didn't watch it again because All there was right. just a bunch of other things that were brand new i loved I loved rebels. I have always said that I would put the last four or five episodes of Rebels up against anything else in Star Wars
0: I will give you a pass thanks i I won't judge you too harshly. I just out of everything Star Wars animated Rebels is among my favorite like it might arguably be my favorite series animated ever for star wars
1: it draws a lot of comparisons to clone wars but i don't think that's fair i think they are completely different things with different goals Mm -hmm. you know complete they're entirely different
0: well and you look at where they were released you know one was released on cartoon network one was released on disney so there were yeah there were some differences in terms of what they could and couldn't show to begin with
1: yeah well in clone wars was fitting into the already existing story, whereas rebels of course, did have to fit into the larger story, but it was telling its own story yeah, brand new characters they're they're different they're they're great in their own in their own area
0: the save for like one or two seasons of Clone Wars, I think I might like rebels better than Clone Wars
1: I think that in terms of animation. It's not going to get better than the final season of Clone Wars. That well, was an event.
0: I'll, Yeah, if we're talking about animation, I mean, I love seeing the evolution of Lucasfilm animation in Clone Wars. When you start from season one to season, you know, what is it, seven? They, they extended I with the so. seventh season, right? Um, so when you get through all the seasons, I mean, yeah, you can see this huge change in quality um, overall. Um, I don't know if Season 7 was the best Star Wars animation we've seen. It is definitely among the best. Because some of the stuff we've seen in Bad Batch um, and even in Tales of the Jedi have been pretty good. Yeah.
1: I'm talking from a story standpoint.
0: Well, you said animation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, animation. Speaking of great animation, I wanted to talk about the comic series that I just finished up. Right. I got it from Twitter. Um, I'm drawing a blank on who suggested it. I'll give you a shout out on Twitter. Um, but Crimson Crimson Rain is mm. the the name of the series, and as you can imagine, it deals with Crimson Dawn. Right. Um, but specifically, Kira. Maul makes a couple of appearances here and there just because he obviously was the one who showed Kira how to do stuff. And right. when he went away, Kira took over. Um, uh, but it's about this plot to not take over the, the galaxy, but really just to knock off the Sith. That's really what it was all about. Just like Maul always said he wanted to do anyways. Um, but it really goes into Kira more than Solo does. I still want to know more about her and why she is the way she is. But you see, I used this word earlier to describe Palpatine, but she's quite conniving. Right. Um, very smart, uses people. Very clever. But does it, yeah, but does it in a way that makes them feel good. Um, Like she will... She will... Basically, say you need to do this because you owe me one, but make it seem like it was your idea, <laughs> you know, right. that type of thing. Um, so the, it's a it's five issues, and they're really good. There's lots of Vader and Palpatine. Um, you see hmm. them working together, figuring out what's going on with Crimson Dawn, um, because in terms of crime syndicates, Crimson Dawn's pretty small, um, and that was that was the overall. Sentiment that Vader and Palpatine had, so they, it was kind of like, yeah, they're disruptive, but they're they're not anything compared to like say the Pikes, right? Um, so it's those five issues, but then it works into another series. Uh, I think it's called Hidden Empire. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yes, um, and that one was really good too. It's it's really just part, the next part of the of the same story, and it tells okay. you basically about how. Palpatine and Vader take care of business.
0: Oh, I'm excited.
1: You should check it out. I mean, we have that Marvel unlimited that we, that we share and I've, I've already read it. So give it a, give it a read. Um, I I will say Crimson rain. I felt was a little bit better than hidden empire, but it still was a a really good story.
0: Um, See, I've gone to the, I've gone to comic book stores and seen those series, like seen copies of, of different issues. And I've always debated about what I want to get, if I really want to get those ones, or if I want to get... Because my problem is, every time I go to a comic shop, I always end up finding comics relating to, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi or Luke Skywalker. And then I've got to decide, you know, if I'm only buying two comics, am I buying them for characters and story arcs that I may not be as crazy about or really into... Where yeah. am I going to buy them the ones for the characters that I really do care about? So that's that's always my problem with comic book stores. That's always the dilemma I face.
1: I would say that you will like Crimson Rain and Hidden Empire, but I don't
0: know that you'll feel compelled to. Help. Okay. Then that solves it for me.
1: The art is really cool. So maybe maybe if you. Oh, particularly I love the art. Like the art. Just
0: about in, in any comic series, I love the art. Yeah.
1: Me too. I mean, that's really the main reason why I read comics. I usually read one right before bed.
0: It's much easier for me to read pictures than it is for me to read words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. comics... A smooth brains over here. Yeah. <laughs> comics uh, comic, speak my comics language, man. I love comics. I mean, I, I could spend hours... Penny will tell you, I can spend hours in a lot of nerd stores. And I have spent hours. And Penny, like the last time we went to a comic book store together... Uh, I ended up spending like an hour and a half in it, and it was a small comic book store. It is—it's actually right by the Dominoes you used to to work at in Wake oh, yeah. Forest. Mm-hmm. But she left with Jean and went to go grab coffee and like walk up and down downtown Wake Forest and you know do other stuff, check out other shops because I was just so engrossed with the three Obi Wan and Qui Gon comics I happened to find, <laughs> and I just kept going back and forth on whether I was going to buy them or not, and of course I did. Yeah. Um but, of course. yeah, I'll spend hours, literally hours, staring at the same thing, and it drives her nuts. So I've been trying to limit myself on that.
1: Yeah, I I am very much a fan of Marvel Unlimited. Um, I'll yeah. go into a comic store, and I am – so I'm the guy that will walk around the entire store with something, get close to time to leave and be like, I don't need this, and then <laughs> I'll put it back. I do the same thing with with comic book stores. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pick this one up. Then I get there and I'm like, do I need this?
0: Well, the comic book store sometimes I'll find really good stuff. Now, I I never. They also have a bunch of used books there, and I have yeah. never at oh, one time that I've been there, I found a Star Wars book, and it was actually the collector's edition of the prequel trilogy. Oh, cool. Um, so I picked that up, but. Every single time I go in there, I ask, hey, do you guys have any Star Wars books? And he's got a couple of regulars that come in literally weekly and clear him out of any Star Wars books he gets, which kudos to them for having the time. That's kind of annoying. But it's very annoying for some of us who are like, dude, I just want like one. I'm not not even trying to clear you out. I don't have money to clear you out of your collection each time it gets stocked back up. But I I, I just – I would like one. But I did get the whole Harry Potter series from the comic book store for like 20 bucks. So, nice. That was a win. I'm not really cool. I'm not complaining too much. I do find some fun stuff there. All right, Kevin, now to dive into the main topic of discussion tonight, which is A New Hope. Let's do it. Kevin, overall before we get into scoring, do you like A New Hope? I love. Them. Is A New Hope a good movie?
1: No, it is a great movie. <laughs> I love A New Hope.
0: Um, yeah, I feel the same way, dude. Like when I when I sat down and started watching it, I, like I said this, I said this earlier. I just I got so engrossed in it that I totally forgot to start writing down my scores.
1: Yeah,
0: as I was going through. Or to take notes, Um, this was the first movie when I was like three or four that I I ever watched. The first Star Wars movie I ever saw um, at my uncle's condo in San Diego. Um, It was over Thanksgiving. So, like, this movie was incredible. The first time I saw a lightsaber, you know, flicker on. Um, and all the blasters and then the starships, you know, the Millennium Falcon is just something else. And then the X Wings. Man, those X Wings are just so, so slick. Um, so yeah, I just, I got, I got so into it that I totally, totally forgot to score it. So I had to sit down afterwards and go, oh crap, and write down the scores so that I, I, I would have given it if I were paying attention. So that said, Uh, First category for characters. What score did you give it? Four point seven. Ooh, did you? Is that your? Is that your highest score that you've given for characters? For anything?
1: No, I've given fives out.
0: Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. You give fives out.
1: I gave. I think I gave Attack of the Clone. I definitely gave Attack of the Clones, but I think I gave. That and Revenge of the Sith both had fives for characters.
0: Okay. I gave it a four out of five. Okay. I like most Bye. of the characters. There aren't. Um you know, there are some there are some points where obviously the dialogue's kinda clunky and kinda goofy and doesn't quite fit. I actually found myself so I, I started watching the Stormtroopers a lot more to watch their blasters. Like I I paid way more attention to that. So thanks to Royal Farm Boy for that. Um, I I just, I zoned in on that. And one of the things I realized is that while they also, they miss a lot of times when shooting at the main characters, the main characters also happen to miss the hundreds of stormtroopers a lot of the time as well. Like I, I I'm starting to think maybe the blasters are just inaccurate. Maybe they haven't been, you know sighted in properly um because there's a lot of missing going around on both sides so well, i'm going to
1: something too you you shoot right you you, yes. you have guns the form yeah.
0: how can <laughs> yeah, you be there, accurate there's with no the way form shooting? there's so much hip firing and it's like you, you can't like there's no way of course you're going to miss when you're swinging the gun around the blaster going pew 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 and just like yeah. Well, I I guess they're just constantly putting down cover fire. That's pretty much all they're doing.
1: I found that they all... Like, if you really are paying attention, too, they hit a lot, too.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. As long as they're
1: not shooting at the main characters, they're pretty accurate.
0: Yeah. There were a couple of times, like, when, when Han runs down the hall yelling at the stormtroopers, and then, like, there's almost 50 stormtroopers sitting there. How on earth they didn't shoot him all collectively... That doesn't make any sense. Like, I get there's an initial, like, awe factor, like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect that guy to be there. But, like, the whole Death Star is on alert. They just announced it, like, five minutes earlier in the movie, because Leia, the, there's a whole prison break going on with yeah. the probably most desired prisoner that they have in containment there. Now, I don't I don't one 100% know that. Maybe they, that was they have... Some, But I mean, it's like, come on, the whole the whole place is on lockdown, and you guys are like, oh my god, I ran into someone. Like, come on. So, rural farm boy, uh, just saying, your stormtroopers do seem to be a little lacking in training because the whole
1: place. I don't don't back that take up.
0: No, if if the whole, uh, the whole dude, if the whole Death Star is on lockdown. I feel like they would be better prepared for a random smuggler running down a hallway. I, 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 know, I do. I think if they're training I mean come on. It was goofy, they, but they seem kind of laxadaisical. I mean when the two stormtroopers are standing there on the bridge and Ben Kenobi's like trying to sneak past and they're like, I don't know, maybe it's another drill. It's like <sighs> come on. Like they announced I was there's okay an with actual that one. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of lackadaisicalness amongst the stormtroopers. Well,
1: you're dealing with your probably bottom tier Poor training?
0: Probably, no, not poor training. Probably poor training. The,
1: the lowest rung. The
0: idiots. The janitorial stormtroopers <laughs> who are given blasters <laughs> no, when the alarm that. goes I'm off. Wait. <laughs> I'm not saying janitor- janitors are idiots. That's not what I'm saying, Kevin. But I'm that's you're saying the says. lowest you're saying the lowest rung. You know those are the guys who usually get slop duty. They're the ones who yeah, they're idiots. I'm not saying they're idiots.
1: I'm saying those stormtroopers are idiots. Wow.
0: Well, well, I'm not saying that because I think that's that that offensive.
1: Well, one bonked his head off the the door frame. No, Luke the and Han already away. explained
0: that. They explained exactly why that was. When they're getting into the elevator with Chewie. Luke says, I can't see a thing in this. Like, they, <laughs> they, they explained why that Stormtrooper bonked his head. That's not his fault. That's it poor is manufacturing. Fault. That's that's whoever's designing the Stormtrooper uniforms obviously isn't wearing them or testing them out. No, 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 no They're no, just no. mass producing and saying, put them on. Try to look intimidating.
1: So we've reversed sides here. Now you're defending them.
0: Yeah. I'm no, saying it's not I, I their don't... faults. I think the stormtroopers are set up to fail. I think their training is poor, and I think their equipment is poor.
1: Well, I would, I would agree that when you're doing something at scale like that at such speed, yes, you probably are going to have some not so good ones slip through.
0: Oh, they had a lot of because so you need sheer numbers. They had their their vetting process needs to get better. Alright, well,
1: I'll give them your number. Okay. You right, can yeah, do you that. Can take you over. do that.
0: But I mean overall, I what I really found myself watching more than anything in terms of the characters, two two things pop into mind. Anything with Tarkin in it. Mm-hmm. Tarkin is more of a badass than I thought he was. Like for I, sure. I, I when I was a kid, I was, you know, just super enthralled with lightsabers, and so that's where my focus went. Anytime a lightsaber turned on or a starfighter flew by, like, that's where the action was. That's the cool stuff. But I sat down and I listened to him talk, and I, I watched his facial expressions, and he's a good villain. Yeah. yeah I mean, and Tarkin I, is you, menacing.
1: I love the interactions that he has with Vader. Yes. Absolutely. They, he does not back down from him. Absolutely. Right. right. And they have different it, ideas. And it's Phenomenal. It's, it's a cool dynamic.
0: I have a new respect for the Empire that I did not have prior to this viewing. Interesting. I'm, Interesting. I'm going to throw that out there. I still think they need to correct some of their training, but I have a newfound respect and admiration for the Empire. Would I ever join okay. them? Absolutely not. I'm glad the Death Star blew up with Tarkin on it. I just wish they could have gotten Vader, too. Millions of lives, Wade. Yeah, well, there were millions of lives that needed to go because they were ruining. I mean, they just, look, you can call it uh, Apple for Apple. You know, they just blew (laughs) up Alderaan, right? Those were millions (laughs) of lives. They didn't care about that, (laughs) did they? It's true. true. They literally just blew up Alderaan. They were about to blow up the Yavin 4 base. I got no mercy for these guys.
1: I do for some of the stormtroopers.
0: No, screw that. I do. What are they
1: supposed to do? Not work for the Empire? Yes, they. I don't know how much choice. I don't know how much choice they realistically have. No, it's all
0: volunteer. Have you seen Solo? He volunteered. He could have have stayed. He could have stayed in the sewers, and he said, "No, I'm going to go off and be a pilot."
1: I don't have time to explain to you, Wade, how sometimes governments say (laughs) things that. Are not true
0: to make oh, it look. You good. don't have to tell me. You don't. It seems uh, tra- like I
1: do, <laughs> because you're taking the bait. You're taking the empire propaganda.
0: I'm just saying it was an apple for an apple, knife an for an eye, okay. fire with fire.
1: Death I Star gotcha. Alderaan.
0: even trade. I think it's a good argument. The only difference is they were able to rebuild the Death Star. They weren't able to rebuild Alderaan. So Rip. maybe not the fairest trade, but. We'll call it even C's. Yes. All right, for moving on. Sick. Music, what did you give it? So, five. I had
1: told you. No, I didn't give it a five.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice try, smartass.
1: Um, <laughs> but I did increase it after our conversation the other day. So, I, what I did with this one, I watched the movie, of course, and did my normal, oh, that song really sticks out. But for this one, I decided to actually listen to the soundtrack. Uh, okay. Independent. Yeah, and smart. Yeah, so I did that and ended up increasing my score from a four point two to a four point seven. Oh, okay. Uh, I felt like listening to it was um, so much better. I yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like with the characters, I think that it's just pure. You know, yeah. this is the original. This wasn't meant to be part of a bigger saga. This is, it's just Star Wars. And, right. Um, you know, the repeat themes that you get throughout the movie mm-hmm. that really enhance the emotion of of the scene. You've got Cantina Band, which is, yeah, which is so yeah. much fun. Yeah. As goofy as it is, you just, you got to listen to it.
0: Well, I gave it a 4.5. Okay. So I gave it a pretty high score. Um, you know, this is John Williams setting the bar, which Don't know if he realized he was setting the bar and expectation for the rest of Star Wars uh, soundtracks, but just phenomenal. It's beautiful music. Everything fits well. Um, You know, like you said, Cantina was a little goofy, but it was fun. But you listen to the whole thing every time. I can absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to listen to it. So, you know, I love the music during the Death Star attack. Like, the yeah. run on the Death Star. I mean, everything about it. And then, at the end, the triumphant. Like, I, I came to the end of the movie, and I felt like this was a perfect close. Like, I feel good about how this ended. Just, it was fantastic.
1: Yeah. So, Fun music... Fact. I have the medal that they get at the end. I have a uh,
0: replica of it. Oh, well, that's cool.
1: Yeah. I uh, I good. do
0: not. I... I feel like at one point I was subscribed to one of those like nerd subscription boxes and I had canceled the, and I forget which one it was. It might have been Smuggler's Box. No, it wasn't Smuggler's. I forget which one it was, but a copy, a replica copy, collector's edition, whatever, metal came with it with one of the boxes, mm. but it came in the edition after I canceled. I that's, so I had that's, canceled, and the very next box to come out was the one with the metal. So that's like, all right, well, that's all right. That's fine. I'll, I'll survive. I got too much crap, which, speaking of which, I meant to plug him earlier. Casper, dude, you're amazing. Just FYI, um, in case you were wondering. And for those of you who don't remember Casper, uh, Alexander Moylan, Uh, He is selling a bunch of his collection. Because he's moving down here to the south. He's moving to Kentucky. So he is getting rid of a lot of his books. And other stuff. Now I bought the other stuff. So he may just have books left for sale. Um, But dude. I was so excited. When I opened the box. uh, It was like Christmas morning for me. Which it usually is when I get Amazon packages. And other stuff. But. Black series figures all around. I got a bunch of the retro uh, collection Mandalorian figures that I didn't have in my collection yet. Um, So I opened all those and put them up, set them up with the other characters. And I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to set up and display my Mando figure, my Mando black series figures. Because I got two. I got two of them, man.
1: That's an eternal problem that you have. Dude, he... Figure uh, out where to put <laughs> stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I just need some bigger bookshelves, really. But he uh, he was like, also, I know you really like droids, so I'm going to send you the Black Series figure of Chopper. Did you cry? <laughs> A little. <laughs> Dude, I was so excited. I mean, how perfect is that as we, as we transition into Ahsoka? Like, two of the things I'm most excited about with Ahsoka are... Yeah. Chopper and Professor Hu Yang. So I've got Chop. Now I need that Black Series Professor Hu Yang. I need I need Hasbro to release that. I need them to make that. That would be cool. Because that would be awesome. That would that would absolutely make my day. So, but we'll get we'll cross that bridge. When we, so anyway, go check him out if you guys get a chance. Um, if you've got something missing from your collection that you would like to add, uh, especially books. Check out his page. He's got a bunch of stuff that he's got available um, listed on the page. Uh, go give him some love. Let him know. You're sorry to see that his collection is diminishing, but that you will put it to use in your own collection. So, plug over. Uh, effects. What did you give the effects?
1: So you know that I had a really hard time with this. I did too. Uh, because the watched it on Disney+. Plus. And it's the addition with all of the edits that they made yeah. around the time of the prequels. Um, so I had texted you and said, we got to decide what we're going to do here. Are we going to act as if those edits don't exist? Or are we going to rate it with the edits? And I think you had said, I'll rate it as it is, like as we're watching it. And I wasn't so sure, but I did kind of end up doing that.
0: Um, I tried to find a good middle ground.
1: Yeah, I would say so too. And I gave it a
0: 3.8.
1: I gave it a three point uh, seven five. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's my lowest, lowest, on it it's my lowest. It is my
1: lowest one, but um, honestly, I feel like the edits that they made, most of
0: them, kind of detracted. In my opinion, I did too. It just it, dis- it was distracting, right? I mean, it was frustrating. It was like. I think it actually looked now this could just be me remembering it as a kid watching the original version of it. But I think especially like when I look at Jabba on Tatooine. Yeah. That really really bothered me cuz I looked at it yeah. and I'm like that just Bad. does not look good at all. Like if, yeah. what who who gave the approval and said, "You know what?" that matches up with the rest of the prequels in terms of quality. We're going to do it cuz it doesn't. It looks so no. out of place. I think it would have gotten a higher score in my opinion if it had just agree. left it the way it was. Cuz I just now, Yeah, I...
1: positives. I felt like the whole Death Star firing sequence awesome. Oh, any, visually, it looked really yeah, cool. any of the
0: ship. The only thing I have trouble with is when you see the pilots in the cockpits. Uh-huh. They're sitting there and they're kind of bouncing up and down and like shaking, like they would be flying an airplane, but they're in space. That wouldn't be yeah. happening. The ships wouldn't be shaking like that. Now if something exploded right next to it, there might be a a sudden jolt because of that, but they wouldn't be sitting there bouncing like they're, they're flying in an airplane with gravity. (laughs) Yeah. So I, that was the only thing that really bothered me. Like obviously everything's limited by the time. And for the time when this came out, this stuff was all like revolutionary. Like if you watch the, the magic and sound documentary on Disney, I did watch some of that. Oh my of gosh, this. it's incredible to see. Like, I mean, I, we obviously take it for granted because we grew up in a different time frame where CGI was much more prevalent, or at least becoming yeah. prevalent. But the amount of groundbreaking, revolutionary, changing of of filmmaking that Lucasfilm, you know, and Sound did, it's just it's incredible. Yep, I agree. So
1: Now, one thing that I did notice with this round, it might be me being a bit critical, but during the Vader versus Ben fight, um, when he's going to kill Ben.
0: The lightsaber goes through. The
1: the lightsaber, yeah. Yep. I never noticed yep. that before. And I, yeah. I don't know if it was, like, I don't know what, like, for them, nothing we can do now, so let's leave it in there. Or what,
0: but yeah, just, I just only noticed that. It just got missed. Um, you know, I, I noticed that a while ago. It's just never been something that really bothered me too much. I just, I kind of ignored yeah. it. Um, I actually liked watching the the lightsaber fighting more than I thought I would, because it's actually based off, like, actual fencing sword fighting.
1: Which... You can't tell me that that spin, that... Ben Kenobi does is
0: <laughs> no I mean there's a real there's move. some there's some stylizing of it, and I'm not gonna say it was it was good, but it was a different take on sword fighting. It was more yeah. of a classic you know sportsman sport related rather than you know the awesome. Fast-moving, action-packed stuff we see in the prequels, um, and yeah. even in the next two movies, the the lightsaber fighting is is better, um, or at least more action-oriented. Um, but I, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching the the lightsaber battle between Obi Wan and and Vader. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's Me kind too. of interesting watching that after seeing like the Kenobi show and. Stuff like that, like just given so much more information um, built around that. Definitely, definitely found myself just engulfed in their conversation more so than the the fighting. Yeah, yeah, so, me. yeah so effects wow. weren't bad. Plot, I gave it a four. Oh, wow. Yep. I 3. gave it a four. 9. I gave it four. Okay. There were. There were a few things that kind of. You know, obviously. Now we have the. We have the Rogue One and everything, which explains now the exhaust port and everything. But. Yeah. Back then, that was a little bit of a plot hole. Like, why is that there? Why wouldn't that have been thought of? Like,
1: but also, yes, it's a different note that I had Luke talking about how bullseyeing womp rats back home is even and making it even remotely similar to having to shoot down the exhaust
0: port is ridiculous.
1: It's nuts,
0: yes, yes, it is. Um, on top of that, uh The Death Star, I feel like when it approached Yavin, it should have blown up the planet instead of the moon. Because if it had blown up the planet, there would have been imminent damage to the moon, if not destroying the moon altogether. (laughs) And I feel like that, I mean, (laughs) I don't know if anyone, I literally, after I finished the movie, I looked up online, and I hope like no one like you know NSA or Homeland Security is looking this up like following me but I looked up on my phone I was like what happens if the earth explodes like what happens to the moon if the earth explodes (laughs) I actually looked it up because that was a thought I had I was like wait what if they just blew up the planet wouldn't it affect the moon and then I thought yeah probably would (laughs) that's like that's like going fishing for, like, a shark
1: or something, and you catch a, sh- a sardine, you're like, all right, boys, that's good enough, let's go home.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> like, why not take care of the problem effectively instead of yeah. having to, I, I just, you know, you blew up Alderaan, so obviously you don't really care whether a planet disappears here and there. So why not just play it that's safe? Point. You know, so I just... Yeah, that was that was one of the few things that I was like, wait a second, that yeah. that really bothered me a little more than it probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, loved all the flying. Um, I can't say that enough. I agree with you with Luke and the Womp rats. Um, no. That that was kind of nuts. I did appreciate like the whole time I'm watching. I loved watching the X-Wings because after reading the X-Wing Rogue Squadron books, like we see Luke, I mean a lot of what uh Wedge talks about in those books refers back to the Death Star being blown up when he flew with Luke. And so as I'm watching this, all of a sudden I'm I'm hearing Wedge talk to Corin in the books. And I'm relating the two constantly. So it was it was really cool to see that again after reading these books. Yeah. So overall, loved the plot. There were just a few things here and there where I'm like, wait a second. Wouldn't it have made more sense to just do this instead?
1: Yeah. So I've got a couple notes. Um, I had down here the point that you made earlier about the Empire kind of just seeming cooler and and better i have that as part of the plot because I, I, I mean i have the same sort of thought i've always loved the empire but like I mean, when you really pay attention they are pretty scary and, and ruthless and, yes um specifically you know, their
0: leaders their higher ups
1: yeah i mean vader may not have been as truly scary in this one as we know him to be but overall empire was
0: no his Uh, voice is james earl's james earl jones did yeah
1: i would agree with that i would agree with that
0: i think his voice alone was enough the voice acting is what made vader so incredibly intimidating
1: i agree but then you get into the later stories about how physically dominating he is well and you just you don't get that in this one and i'm not i'm not saying it's a detractor Um, I'm saying that even though Vader himself may not be what we end up knowing he is, the empire itself is represented as, as a unit really, really strong. And with that mentality, I always kind of felt like Luke getting off a Tatooine and like how that story was told was kind of like convenient, but I was watching it this time and I was like, no, this actually makes a pretty good bit of sense. The empire probably would have been able to track down those droids pretty easily. And would have just killed uh, Owen and, and Baru, right? It, yep. It's reasonable. So I think that was a good bit of writing that I never really picked up on before. Um, one thing why is Luke comfortable having R2 and 3PO wait outside the cantina knowing because they just got stopped and he watched for the first time in his life a Jedi mind trick? To get them out of the situation. Why is he comfortable with those droids waiting outside? Knowing that they're being tracked down.
0: That's a good point. That's a very good point. Another thing that bothered me. This is a little. This is minimum and kind of nitpicky. But as Luke and Ben are heading to the Millennium Falcon. And they're outside about to walk inside to the hangar bay. Luke's yeah. putting his poncho as he's going inside. <laughs> like he's he's going Down. <laughs> The, like the outside corridor, walking with Ben, and as they're getting ready to go into the doorway to the hangar bay to get onto the ship, he puts his poncho on, and I'm like,
1: "Never know when right. the sun's going to pop you, out."
0: You were just outside, like that's that's where you needed the poncho. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of weird. <laughs> Little things like that are just kind of kind of kooky and quirky. But, but that's what that's a, part of what makes Star way. Wars. Yeah, yeah, it was just. That was just me being nitpicky because I I'm rating this yeah. and I needed to find something to be nitpicky about other than why didn't they blow up the planet. <laughs> that yeah. one that one really bothers me. <laughs> I mean that one's really, really getting me. Yeah, I, I see. I see why.
1: Uh, I've been sitting gonna, on that. You're gonna have yeah, you're gonna lose some sleep over that one. <laughs> I absolutely am. Write a letter to George.
0: No, no, that's okay. He's done enough good for us that and Little things told, like that.
1: I saw a video of him recently, and he is—he's not looking so great.
0: Yeah. Well, he's—he's he's pretty up there. I mean, he's got to be in his what, seventies, eighties? I think he's almost eighty. Let's see. It'll be a sad,
1: sad day when
0: he's gone. Don't. Uh, why would you even bring that up, Kevin? Why? It's gonna happen. This is supposed to be an uplifting, fun, encouraging podcast, and you—you you have to be a Debbie Downer.
1: I did not know that he was a billionaire. Uh, yeah, four point nine billion. Yeah, uh, he's seventy nine years old.
0: Seventy nine. Okay. Yeah, I figured he was getting up there. But yeah, he. Yeah, uh, I mean, he still owns a lot of rights to a lot of different things, like yeah, he merchandise did more Star wars. and wars. Well, not just that, I'm just talking about it within the Star Wars universe, like merchandising, he, he still gets used for consulting at times and stuff like yeah. that. Like he, he makes a lot of residuals. Rightfully so. Yep. All right, so overall entertainment, what did you give the movie? 4.7. I gave it a 4.25. Oh, okay, I'm surprised by that. Yep. I thought, it, I mean, it was good. I think. I think I was a little bit more critical on the overall enjoyment when I realized they could have blown up the planet and it would have ended the rebellion there Yeah. or at least crippled them to the point where they probably would be yeah, more focused God. about I uh, getting away. Yeah. They
1: wouldn't have even had to wait for it to
0: be uh uh-uh. in no, position. That's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there, there's none okay. of that countdown <laughs> or anything like that. You blow up yeah. the planet, you affect the moon, you affect the moon, you affect the rebels. All right, but let me give you a counter-argument. Sure,
1: go for it. Darth Vader mm-hmm. slash Anakin, yep. always after the drama. Has to do the most dramatic thing. And weighting the suspense. He, he
0: wasn't calling the shots. Tarkin was. Colin was yeah, but Tarkin kinda, was calling the shots on the Dar- Death Star. The Death Star is Tarkin, Tarkin's thing.
1: I get that, I get that. Tarkin maybe would have listened to Vader just to get him to
0: shut up. No. Same effect. I think so. Tarkin doesn't he, back down. Tarkin made that true. critical error. That's
1: not true. They they both they both back down to each other at different times.
0: No, this is a very stupid thing. And Vader, there's tactically, Vader loves, even if even if you want to go with drama. that, Vader loves drama. Okay. Tactically, drama is stupid. So Vader is stupid when it comes to tactics. That's why he loses all the time. That's what I'm saying. That's why the Death Star blew up. They could have had this whole thing resolved. And they they chose to do whatever, you know, for whatever reason, they chose to do that. So you can either put the blame on Tarkin or Vader. I'm choosing to put it on Vader. I'm choosing to say the Empire collectively was stupid for not blowing up the planet. Yeah, they were. That That's all I'm saying. So it did ruin my enjoyment of the movie by a little bit.
1: So here's one thing um that contributed to my overall entertainment but in a different way. It made me laugh, like genuinely laugh out loud. The way Luke looks at Leia the first time he sees her, like when
0: he
1: <laughs> when he's in the stormtrooper uniform, it's like he's never seen a girl
0: before. Yes.
1: Like he's just like <laughs>
0: So I've that's what they him. look like. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> so funny.
0: Well, or any and of I... his interactions with Han, like when they're in the Millennium Falcon, and Han's like, I don't know, what do you think? A guy like me with a princess? And Luke goes, no. Yeah. And, like, just looks at <laughs> And Han looks over at him and smiles. Like, yeah, that... <laughs> it's hilarious. That, yeah. that kind of stuff gets me. What really gets me, and I cracked up when I saw it, live in the movie was when Luke and Leia are on the bridge that is not there and they need to swing across and she she has the blaster and she pokes her head out and does this you know the meme that they use a lot when I saw that I just started dying because I'm like oh that's the face that's the weird face she makes (laughs) like that's why you can't see anything that's why you can't shoot because you're sitting there squinting and you know stretching your face out but that was fun. Yeah, I mean, overall, it, it's a good movie. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna knock it that that much.
1: Yeah, I don't, overall... I don't think you can. I mean, really, one of my favorites. I tweeted about this. Um, but Ben, when they're when they're getting to the Death Star, um, and I don't remember what the what he's responding to exactly, but I think Han says something about. There's no way we can win or whatever. And he goes, you can't win, but there are alternatives to fighting. And took me right back to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I don't remember what the exact quote is, but he says something to the effect of, uh, there are are other ways to fight, I think is what he says. And I really thought, I think that some people, some Star Wars fans really reach with their parallelism. I think sometimes some things are just a coincidence. And we're just always looking for it. But I think in this case, it was a really cool example of it.
0: Well, they um, tried to stay true to his character exactly. as represented in, and I think they did a very good job. I think it plays in really well to the idea that he is a, the, he is the negotiator.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And he, he ended up being right. So yep. Um, I always will prefer the depiction of the force that we get in the, in the um, original trilogy, you know, starting with this one, how the you know, the mystical force as opposed to um, the Midichlorians explanation. I don't hate the Midichlorians explanation, but I'm always going to prefer
0: like it's it's
1: it binds us. It's in all of, you know, the, the mystical approach to it. And I well, I, mystical
0: um, is just more generic. Midichlorians yeah, I, is I like more that. specific. I think right. I think they can play into play into each other pretty well.
1: I think they can, but I just I just never really felt like they needed to. I, I like they, the mysterious approach to it.
0: I agree with you. I think I think it's good to have some mystery um in Star Wars, which I think in to some extent we kind of have been losing at times, you know, whether it be with Easter eggs or fan service. Um but you know, I, I think there's still I I still think there's enough mystery out there that it doesn't bother me. Midichlorians, I, think- I like I like that midichlorians were introduced because it kind of just gave us another level of kind of how the Force works. It's not a specific like it goes into a little bit of detail. Qui Gon talks about it a little bit, but he doesn't go into like great detail. It's just kind of it's it's like an onion, as as <laughs> the great philosopher Shrek would say. Um. You know, you've got your outer layer, which is the mystical force, and you peel back a layer, and now you've got the midichlorians, but then you've got more layers as you go, and so there's still a lot of onion. There's a lot of onion that we have not peeled back yet, Kevin. A lot of onion. So much good onion.
1: I'm not saying midichlorians are bad. I'm just saying that that explanation doesn't really do anything for me, but the mystical... Approach to it, I, I like. It. That's what and I have I, been happy okay. with. I think that Disney has brought a little bit of the mystical side of it back. Um, I'm pretty sure we've gotten a couple lines from Ahsoka and then Luke. Um, so I like the balance. Like I, I'm not. I don't dislike Mitagorians. I don't, I don't dislike it at all. I just prefer
0: the original. I'm just gonna randomly throughout the week text you, ooh, midichlorians, ooh. Not going kind to of bother.
1: It might annoy <laughs> me because that's annoying, but the,
0: the actual topic <laughs> won't bother me. No, I, th- I still think there's a good amount of mystery and mysticism behind things like the Force. You know, you've got like the Guardians of the Wills. Like, that hasn't been explored all that much. And right. I'm okay if it doesn't get explored all that much but I'm not going to be upset if they do explore that Avenue. Yeah, I agree. So that's how I look at it. So what was your overall score? 21.8 out of 25. Oh, that's pretty good. I got 20.5 out of 25. Okay. So,
1: So this was, this was higher than I expected it to be.
0: I, I don't know if it was higher than I expected it to be. Um, I actually think this is right on par with where I would have probably put it.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, this this is, overall, this was your, it should have been everyone's first experience with Star Wars. And if any kids did not experience this first, their parents are awful human beings. So I am sorry that your childhood was ruined if you were shown the prequels before the original trilogy, because that's wrong ridiculous um, take my kids will be shown it in the proper order just kidding ridiculous it, take. it's really going to come down to whenever gene starts paying attention to star wars because i watch so much of it all the time at random times that i i won't be exactly. able to now i no, i take that back because what i'll do is once i can tell that he's starting to pay attention to movies i will sit down and specifically watch through them like once he's at that question asking age where he's paying attention and starting to pick up on different things here and there, that's when I'll I'll sit down and watch them in release order with him. That's what I did. Yep, it's a good approach. But to the parents who don't do that, you're wrong. So well, just figured, figured it. by you tonight. <laughs> just figured I'd throw that out there. For anyone who wants to know the right way to introduce your kids to Star Wars. It's not the official stance of <laughs> Records of the Republic. <laughs> it's still waiting for approval. Well, this has been fun. This has been real. It's been okay fun. sure has. <laughs> Kevin, do you have anything else to add?
1: Not a thing. Get ready for Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely. We will be late next week because I am going to be uh, camping. camping for yep. the the majority of the week. So we're not going to, we're going to shoot for Saturday. Bring your week, lightsaber
0: so. in case any bears come out. Good call. Yep. Good just call. figured I'd watch your back there. Yeah. All right. We, uh, did, in addition to Twitter and Instagram, we did just create a Tiki talk, um, Also, Records of the Republic. And we have our first TikTok video up. So if you guys are on TikTok and would like to watch Star Wars-related content, go check us out. Just Records of the Republic. Easiest way to find us. You can also find us at Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, uh, at Records of the Republic. With that said, I will close out this episode 22. May the Force be with you, and remember, this is the way.